Hello and welcome to the build-up road to Cheltenham here on Balsley, a brand new weekly look ahead to the Cheltenham Festival, which gets underway in less than a month, all in association with Ladbrokes. Our aim, lads, look, I'm going to break it down for you. I'm a lapsed horse racing fan. I love Cheltenham. I get into it every year. Didn't really in the last couple of years, not, not fully up to date, but I can be caught up and I'm damned if I'm not going to be caught up by that Tuesday in March when it all kicks off with the Supreme Novices. The way we're going to do it is we're going to catch up on a couple of big races every week all the way so that by the time Tuesday the 16th of March hits, you're ready to go just as I am for the Cheltenham Festival. We're going to do it all in the company of our racing guru, our shaman of Cheltenham, as he likes to be called. He's actually put it in his contract that he's the man to be called. This Angus O'Makin. Angus, this is a big job because basically what you have to do is start me from scratch. You know, I still think that Desert Orchard is running in these uh, races here, you know. So, I mean, best mate, I'm sure, is his favourite for the Gold Cup, as he always is. Uh, Cotto Star and Denman might have a say in that. I don't know. But uh, Moscow Flyer obviously will win the champion chase. So, you know, I know that much. But you're going to have to get me caught up a little bit uh, before we start things. Are you up to the task? Right. So let's, let's go back. There's these There's these animals. They have four legs, long face. Sorry, I'm already messing. Yeah, I know. I'm all, I know. I'm all up for it. Can't wait. Okay. I know. I, I, no better man for it. No better man for it. Look, we're gonna we're gonna have a bit of fun along the way as well. As I said, like if if you know what's already happening in Cheltenham, you're gonna get some you're gonna get some information here that you didn't already have. If you haven't the clue what's going on in horse racing, I don't know. You're, you're with me on that one. I've done a little bit of research for the couple of races that we're going to talk about this week, which is the Arkle, the second race of the festival on Tuesday. That's the novices two-mile chase. And a lot of former Arkle winners, obviously, will go on to the big race on Wednesday, which is the champion chase, uh, the Queen Mother champion chase. That's the big race on Wednesday. We're going to look ahead to the two of them this week. We'll have other races as we go through the weeks here. And again, what our aim, once you hit that Tuesday, the Supreme Novices, we'll have to do that one of the days, Angus. Uh, once the Supreme Novices hits on uh, on Tuesday the 16th, we're ready to hit the road and we know exactly what we're talking about. But the Arkle is the second race of the festival. This is always um, a fun one. Irish uh, horses tend to dominate it, again, from, uh, from what I can remember anyway. But just looking at the betting there, you can see it on the screen. Uh, Shishkin, five to six favourite. That is not an Irish horse. No, it is not. That's... Uh, Nicky Henderson horse, but the two at the top of the market are very, very close. Yeah, um, Shishkin, the Nicky Henderson runner, Inagarmeen, the Willie Mullins runner. Um, you know, it's good, there's going to be a lot of Henderson Mullins. We know we both know them, no matter if you're a lapsed horse race fan or not. We all know Nicky Henderson's Willie Mullins, and it's going to be the two lads are going to be at it, uh, going to be at it again. Yeah, but um, the, yeah, no, this is this is a really, really fascinating, I suppose. You know, some you might try to get up to date with the horses who are running this year. No, you've been lapsed for a few years, but of the two, you probably have heard of Shishkin. He was yeah. at the festival last year. He won the Supreme Novices last year. He won it like he won it very impressively. He was um fantastic. He just bolted up the hill, which you know when you're at Cheltenham, you you always hear it's always comes into every conversation. Can can the horse get up the hill? You know, he's a great horse, but can he get up the hill? And it's probably the biggest facet to consider when you're looking at what horses could be successful and what horses could be not. You yeah. look at their form, you look at the ground, who trains them. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of horses come to, <laughs> come down the hill, the far side of the track, and I, they come to the bottom of the climb and they just go, look up, nah, that's, it's a, it's... that's not for me. Like, that's not for me. Good luck. Where, you know, where's the horse box? 
And, uh, you know, Shishkin, Shishkin proved last year that, you know, he relishes it. Yeah. Inner Gamin is a, no, he hasn't been there yet, but he's been phenomenal. And I, I'm just going to point out first, Mick, uh, uh, if we come back to the arc over the next few weeks, I'm saying the name once uh, this week. <laughs> Inner Gamin. I, I have been doing my research. I've been listening to commentators, connections. I'm struggling to get my head around the name. <laughs> uh, I actually, was, I was actually listening to um, Patrick Mullins, I think, discussing it, and he was not no, it was some I forget where it was, some TV show or whatever, and uh, he he was kind of saying it loosely translates as um, weirdo or something along them lines. So me, me deciding to take take weirdo. on of the investigative journalism went uh, into the depths of Google Translate, and you know, there's a lot of terms. Uh, that, you know, that can be translated to, but loosely translated, immigrant meme is the mad joke. So from now on, <laughs> I think if you hear me referring to the mad joke, it's yeah. Buckle there, not two to one. And okay, well, let's talk about him then. Is Energamine, which I'm glad you said it before I did, the Mad Yoke, as it's translated, Willie Mullins, as uh, biggest. He's you know unbeaten over fences. I think he, I think he's unbeaten over jumps in general, actually. Right. So Rom Tome in Leopardstown, Dublin Racing Festival, a couple of weeks ago, but hasn't raced outside Ireland. Right. That's my knowledge of him. Does he race like a Mad Yoke? Is he someone that, given that he, we don't know, he can get up that hill? Is his racing style, is his uh, the way he has romped home in Leopardstown and wherever else, Nace, does that suggest to you a horse that can get up that Cheltenham Hill? I mean, like, he, was at, he was at the Dublin Racing Festival. You know, he'd been racing in Ireland. He'd been good races. You remember, these aren't just Midland races. No. And he's yet to finish a race in the same parish as the next horse. Like, he's just... <laughs> no, he's, he's miles ahead. You know, he's... um. <laughs> You know, he really is now. I mean, he still has to go to Cheltenham, and you know, there's been some fantastic horses through the years, and they just haven't been Cheltenham horses. Like it's a very specific track, you know. There's there's undulations and whatnot, but from what we've seen so far, um, he is phenomenal. Like there's a horse there, all mankind, that in third, the uh, third in the betting, which yeah. is a very very good horse, exceptionally good. And any other year, everybody be looking forward to seeing him. But he's not mm. getting a look in with the two at the top. Shishkin has been, he's been pretty much the same. He's been equally as impressive. I say the reason he's probably edging out Inergamine or the mad joke in, a, in the betting would be yeah. because he's proven at Cheltenham. He's yeah. been there before, he's gone, and he won the Supreme, and he's coming back. You know, Inergamine will probably have to show that. But I, I you know, it's William Mullins. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I know I'm going to sit back. I'm, I'm going to be fascinated to see. Um, how this goes because there's actually been comparisons between the reason that you know you came to me and said which two races would we cover and i suggested the arkel and the champion chase because there's been a lot of um comparisons being made between Mean in the arkel and shock and Courcois, the favorite for the champion chase mm. uh, because they ran at both ran at Dublin racing festival uh you know obviously same track leperstone uh same same weather, same you know, just the the ground was the same for both of them. Same distance, same everything. Jumps, both chasing, whatever. And you have sectionals, so you have timings where you know people go out to check how 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 fast the horse runs from um, to the first fence and in the middle of the race, and then how it finishes. And the sectionals, the timings for Inergamine. And Shaq and Pursuit were very, very similar. 
So, like, Shackle Persoa is, and we'll come to this later, he's the mm. highest rated horse in training. So, yeah, so what you're saying is that if um, Energamin is as good as he's so far shown, he could be like, he does. He could skip the novices. He could be a champion chase horse already, never mind an Arkle horse. Uh, that's, again, if that form is true, is that what you're saying? But then I suppose the question is, Shishkin won a Supreme Novices last year. He's obviously a novice over fences and he's romping home. Could they both be in that league and just happen to go up against each other in one of the great Arkles of all time? You know, this is the thing, we get excited every time coming up to Cheltenham, we really build it up, but like, you know, a lot of the time you're kind of saying, you know, there's a little bit too much hype there, but it's very hard to see how we can come to the end of Tuesday and say, Jesus, we, you know, we really built up that arc and, you know, there were good horses and all, but like, we probably shouldn't have built it up as much. I can't see us being deflated. It's, yeah. uh, you know, everything is going for them, like the two, the two of them, you know, you have to give, you have to give a shout to All Mankind too. Yeah. All Mankind, I was going to say, is one of those horses. I think he was he was third in the Triumph hurdle last year, goes over fences and has a really, really impressive year, wins all three races. And it's like, that's the classic step up from hurdles uh, path to a really good chaser. Is it, like That's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah. And then it's like, because these two seem so exceptional, he's almost being ignored. Yeah, you know, he's just, it's, it's a two-horse race in everybody's eyes. Um, but you have to remember, there's a lot of questions a horse needs to answer around Cheltenham. There's a lot of places you can mess up or things can go wrong. Mm. And, um, you know, you know, you can't say that, you know, anything can happen. You know, you yeah. can't rule them out. Like, he certainly could come on the day and, you know, the two of them get into a tussle at the front or one of them goes mm. off too keenly. You know, anything can happen. Um but yeah, he's one to know. He is certainly, there's no doubt about it, he is the best of the rest. It's yeah. just, you know, it's the, it's the lads ahead of him that, that just yeah. didn't But there is a few other good storylines um, in the article as well. There's, you know, one that I've had a, had an eye on is um, Frank Deport. And I suppose the storyline here would be um, the jockey. Like, you'd remember, you'd probably remember, Mick, you're not that last, uh, Don Costick. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, the Gold Cup a few years ago, he won the Gold yeah. Cup for uh, Michael O'Leary in Gigginstown and Gordon Elliott. But Brian Brian Cooper was the jockey that day, and uh, you know it's a fantastic jockey. No, you don't win the Gold Cup unless you're a superb jockey. You don't win a Gold Cup just being average. And uh, he won the Gold Cup, but you know he fell on hard times. Well, a little bit where you know he was he was the stable jockey or the retained jockey for Gigginstown. He lost that role. He's you know it's a very tough trade. And like he was struggling for rides, and like he got back in with a uh, latest true latest exhibition, a Paul Nolan uh, horse, and he got a few opportunities, and he's been building himself up. Next thing, all of a sudden, you know, Ruby Ruby Walsh retires from the saddle. Uh, Willie Mullins's nephew David has decided to retire. You know, he's he's only still in his early twenties or mid twenties. He decided to retire young, so opportunities came up at Willie Mullins' yard, and you know. Willie has taken a Willie's taken a punt on Brian Cooper, and he's really kind of he's he has delivered like he's been he's been, <laughs> he's had a great view of um, Monkfish's backside over the last while, and Monkfish has been beating him in a good few races. But like Monkfish is already, and we'll talk about him again. He's he's the favourite for um, it used to be the RSAs, the Brown Advisory, and Maribel Chase later uh, later in the week, and um, he's already been touted as favourite for next year's Gold Cup. So like. You know, 
Brian Cooper, serious jockey. Frank yeah. Deport, you know. Like, yeah. Because he's been beaten well by um by uh, a bad joke. That does. Oh uh, you know, no! This is monkfish. But um, oh yeah. That should that shouldn't tarnish his reputation. But then there's another thing to um to consider here. Uh, you know, will he run in this race? Mm. Um, you know, Willie Mullins, I, like Willie Mullins, is a notorious hard to notoriously hard to predict. Like mm. I, I, I have two nags in the in the back garden, Mick, and the pair of us would sooner hop on them and win the Grand National on them than try and predict what Willie Mullins is thinking. <laughs> He's just he could, they could go anywhere. I think even lads in the stable. Don't know where Frank Deport will go, but if he does turn up here, I think he's in with a puncher's chance. Yeah, each way, anyways. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, he's sixteen to one. Like so, again, we're going to talk each way. Um, odds like Sky Pirate sixteen to one. Um, Black Bow twenty to one. Uh, Fusey Raffles twenty to one. They're the kind of horses that are in that regard. So you know, you're talking about another Willie Mullins horse. These are the kind of races. This is the supreme novice where we find out if uh, Willie's brought the horses over in flying form. We tend to know, and as I said, like Irish horses do, tend to win the Arkle. So if we go back to who's going to win the race before you make a pick actually given that say the top three horses there have won all the races this year i think that's like nine races none of them have come up against each other um do we know what kind of ground we'll be looking for for any one of them if it's raining all week is that is that going to make a difference in this race you know, I don't think overly i think especially at the head of the bet in shishkin and the magic are fairly, um, you know what I mean, are fairly, they're fairly impressive. I think they could take whatever Cheltenham throws at them. Um, you know, we, we'll see. I think they're that good anyways. But, um, yeah, I don't think, I think there's other races in the week where there's uh, a few la- a few runners that would really relish the heavy ground. And if there's really heavy ground, um, you know, they look like they're going to be, they'll go from not, you know, yeah. from nowhere to be major contenders. Um, I don't see it in this race as much. I think no matter what, what, what kind of uh, the what the gods throw up, you know, the two yeah. two boys, they're just um, class is class, class is class. You know, that's, yeah, that's it at the end of the day. Like, okay, then, right. So uh, the other horse I didn't mention, by the way, I just skipped in my notes here. Captain Guinness uh, with Henry de Bombhead, who's been in great form this year, uh, according to you. <laughs> and Rachel Blackmore as well. So that's one of those ones that I think that there'd be a huge, at least, uh, punter's um, love of, uh, you know, if, if that's a horse that runs well. Um, this year, one of Punchestown, I think, there over Christmas uh, or last year. Um, so who are we going for? I'm taking it that you're going for one of the top two, maybe with a look at Franco Deport as, a, as an each way bet. Is that fair enough? Yeah, I think that is fair enough. Franco Deport definitely an each way bet. If if he ends up going there, that, that's the yeah. thing. Uh, I, I'd I'd have more confidence confidence in him running each way than I would in him actually running in the race because right. it's it's Willie Mullins. Yeah, and um, you know I'd actually have a lot more confidence choosing between the top two if it was run the other side of the champion chase because if the champion chase let's say was ran on a Tuesday and Shaq and Persuade demolish the field mm. well looking at the sectionals from Leperstown you'd be thinking well you know geez if if Shock and Persuade d- destroyed the field and Inergamine was putting up similar numbers to Shock and Persuade well that that leads you to believe that this is his race to lose but unfortunately that's not the way it turns out <laughs> it's the other way around mm-hmm. um, but I still think 
you know, I like, you know, I like Intergamin, uh, but I think you have to go with Shishkin just based on last year's performance, you know, based on the resolve he showed getting up that hill. You know, this, there's going to be a lot of repetition over the next few weeks. I'm going to keep saying, and no matter where you listen to people, um, the, the same thing's going to be brought up. Can they get up the hill? You know, um, but it's, like, it's so relevant. And yeah. as a result of that, I probably have to... Uh, <laughs> Shish, have to edge with Shishkin ahead. Of oh him. wow! Yeah, but definitely Franco Deport. If you want to, if you want to look down, and especially if you're looking for the storyline, I think the the Brian Cooper factor there is. Um, it'd be great to see him make a huge comeback, especially after a few hard years. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye on, on where the horses are going to run. I think that's a factor for anybody who's kind of coming into this as well and doesn't know. We're obviously looking at these races a few weeks out. We're talking about storylines. A lot can happen between then and now. There could be injuries. There could be pullouts. There could be horses, especially further down the betting, who change races and stuff like that. So it's more or less what this is what we think is is the article is looking at at the moment. This is the anti-post betting. But we know about Franco Deport now. As it comes closer to the time, it turns out he's going to run in the former RSA um we'll obviously have a fair idea about um about him and about how he's going to go as well right angus we're going to talk about the champion chase you've already gone for Nikki henderson to beat willie mullins on the tuesday um uh, before we do though something that i want you to help me with over the course of this show for the next uh, four weeks or so is i'm you know going to be by the time chapman comes around i'm going to be a genuine expert until then i need to just play the part okay I need a bluffer's guide to Cheltenham, and I'm, you're going to give me one phrase a week to go and impress the lads down the virtual bookies and the virtual pubs, none of which are open at the moment, and make them sound like I actually know what I'm talking about. Right, so, yeah, I can do that. But And I was thinking about this when you mentioned it to me, and I think you don't want to oversell yourself either. No, no, no. This has to be very subtle. You have to be subtle. If you oversell yourself, they're going to go, gee, this Mick knows what he's talking about. We need to ask. <laughs> we need don't to ask, ask any follow-up questions. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to get somewhere that says, geez, you know, Mick knows the stuff, but it's not so good that they go, Mick can give us all the tips for Cheltenham. So I was thinking, um, there's a horse in this champion chase, and I think uh, this could this could tie in well with the bluffers, uh, the bluffers line. Um, notebook. You know, he's not very reliable. So, you know, he has a habit of bolting or being a little bit keen, but he's supremely talented. Uh, you know, if if notebook isn't keen on the way to the post, he could easily run into the frame. Now, what that means is as long as he's not acting up and not a bit cranky on the way down to the starting starting post or starting line, if you want to use other terminology, um, yeah. and he doesn't race keen in the early parts of the race, he could easily run into the places. Yeah, so yeah. if notebook oh. isn't isn't keen on the way to the on the post, uh, could he easily run into the frame? And I genuinely, I did, I do think that he'd want to watch out for that frame. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do think that too. Like I mean, no, if he, no, the thing is, like he used to go across, he used to go across, um, crossing the horseback, or I don't know, if he's getting the flight and he gets a middle seat and he's a bit cranky, you know, and you know he's. He's probably have to take the Ryanair over since Michael O'Leary is the owner, and he'd hardly get extra leg room there. So, you know, you never know which you never know which notebook is going to turn up. But if he isn't keen on the way to the start, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Into- okay. Okay, if, uh, if if notebook isn't keen going to the post, he could easily run into the frame. All right, I've got that in my head now. Uh, if, hopefully whoever hears me say that hasn't been listening to this. Uh, so that's right. So notebook, 
He's not in the uh, he's not in the kind of the betting here as you can see kind of there down as far as sort of twelfth uh, one. I think he might be closer to sixteens, maybe twenties um, on Ladbrokes anyway. But you're talking. You've mentioned him a few times already here. We're going to talk about the legend of Cheltenham that is Altior in a second. But um, Shakun Pursois is Irish only raced horse. You're talking about him going up against the two-time champion in Altior. You're going against uh, uh, Politolog, who won last year. And he has a bid to Cheltenham before. And you look at the race there. He is like odds-on favorite and clear of the field. What is it about this horse that we're so excited by? He just, just hasn't done anything wrong. And everything he's done, he's done it absolutely exceptionally. Um, he's the highest rated horses in training. And obviously, like the guys that are putting the ratings together, they're not plucking numbers out of the sky, you know, mm. putting a lot of thought to it. And just the way he's winning his races, you know, it's almost with such ease. He's just a classic, classic, classic horse. And I suppose there's arguments to go against all the rest of the contenders while it's very hard to pluck uh, flaws in shocking persuas um resume so far. But it is, um, it is, it is worthy noting as well. You know, Willie Mullins. This is Willie Mullins' runner, or the main Willie Mullins contender in this race. And um, you know, Willie has won everything. He's won. The, he's been years trying to win the Gold Cup until he won it um, two years ago with Abu Photo. He's won absolutely everything, almost everything at the Cheltenham Festival. This is the one big race he has yet to win. He had, you know, he hasn't actually won the champion chase. Wow. It's, 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 the, it's probably the only monkey that's left on his back. And um, you know, he's like you couldn't you couldn't have a better shout with Shaq and Persuad. You look you look at um Altior, you know, he's eleven now. You know, that's old. You know, eleven yeah. olds don't win the championship. I think it could have been Moscow Flyer, and I'm not sure about this. I think it could be Moscow Flyer uh under Barry Garrity back in you know, back in the mid noughties, last horse this age. And he certainly isn't the same horse. You know, he's lost he came second in two of his last three runs. Mm. You know, but you know, class is class, class is permanent. And um I'm sure that over Nicky Henderson's stables there in Lambourne, he's been well looked after. He's going straight to Cheltenham. You know, the stable lads will have uh, the blankets wrapped around him like an owl fella and bringing him yeah you know, copious amounts of hot water bottles to keep him nice and fit, to have him ready and uh, ready to go on the on the Wednesday of the festival. But, you know, he, he, he has to be not. He isn't the same horse. But then, having said that, like, I think, every time I think about your, I think of uh, or the possible run he'll have on the festival. Do you remember a few years ago, Sprinter Sacra? You know, nobody, no, he was yesterday's horse. He was past it. Yeah. He was out for, you know, he had heart problems and whatever. And, you know, he, he, he won one he won the best performances ever, was it back in two thousand and thirteen in the champion chase. But like no, that, that was that was history. He's a you know, he's a grand now nearly you were saying and, and me among them, I was one of the like I was I was saying oh, the yeah. hope. But geez, that was one of the one of the greatest performances in recent years, the way he just flew up that hill and passed, I think it was under soul, who I actually heavily fancied for that race that year mm. and um you know everybody she's brought a tear to the eye of everybody in the stand and you know it was really really emotional because you knew what the horse went through and what connections went through and he knew he was a real superstar from his from the beginning of his career and i think there's an element of that maybe with altior as well now because you're thinking everybody's kind of saying oh he's yesterday's horse you know he was unbeaten for, or like he was going he was winning races 
uh, one after the other for so long and nobody could get get near him and now he's lost two of his last three you know and yeah think you're thinking ah, he's passed it but like it wouldn't surprise you if he goes and does a sprinter sacra on it and you know yeah. it's, it's not inconceivable no can I ask you about this race in general, actually, before we kind of get back into, again, making the picks and maybe looking at some each ways and talking about how good this particular race is. But for maybe casual f- sports fans who will tune into Cheltenham, you know, and get really into it once a year, I definitely would include myself in that, but maybe not like horse racing people. For me, anyway, the, this race is the best race of the week. I prefer it than the Gold Cup. I always think that there's something about, maybe it's the two miles and the fact that it's as close to a kind of a, a you know, a, a thoroughbred race of the best horses that are in jumping, if you know what I mean, in, in jump that are also jumping fences, uh, but going at some speed in the way you'd see in a, maybe a flat race or even a hurdles race. And I always just find that the, there's horses that you fall in love with in this race as well. I don't know. Is that something that is shared like um, by, I'm just thinking even off the top of my head, like flagship Uberalas, Mo- Moscow Flyer, uh, Masterminded, um, a lot of these horses that have just been around you know, that you kind of develop this relationship with year on, year on. And then the other part of it is your your point about Altior is that I have a terrible habit in this race of not realising when the moment has passed. And that has happened with so many of these horses, these legendary horses. Split the Sack was probably the only one that, it, you know, that came back from it. But you look at, uh, was it Mastermind definitely was finished? Sizing Europe, I think, uh, maybe had one of those as well. Um Viper Estades, I think, is who I meant actually earlier, as opposed to Flagship Ubralis. But, you know, maybe it was Flagship Ubralis as well. Sorry, but I, I, you know, I'm you, i kind of going by memory here. But you know what I'm talking about. They do seem to be every time there's a champion chase winner, it seems like this is the best horse we've ever seen at this race course. And then a year later, there's another guy to kind of come and take their mantle. And I just, I'm wondering if that's the case with Altior. Yeah, I mean, like, talk about taking over the mantle, though. Um, Politolog won it last year, but he probably hasn't got the credit that he's yeah. got. Like you said there, like another one comes along and immediately you're saying this is one of the greats of all time. Well, sometimes, but probably not. Altior certainly is one of the greats. But Politolog won it last year and everybody's like, oh, fair play to the Paul Nichols and the, the lads there for winning it. They wouldn't have won it if Shocking for Swan and Altior turned up. You know, it's a bit, it probably was a bit disrespectful. And I'm sure, you know, Paul Nichols. Uh, would love to prove a point this year coming back with Little Oak. But, uh, you know, but as you said, it has produced some of the great, great champions. Like, like everybody breeds horses and buys a horse and owns horses with the intention of owning the, the winner of the Gold Cup. It's the Blue Ribbit. Ribbit. Rib. Blue Ribbit. Um, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, when you look back and you just look at pure, you know, magic and just pure athletic you know, the Gold Cup can be more made for the plodders. These are just pure athletes, magic, mythical. You know, that's when you're looking at the champion chase when it's just over the two miles. Um, yeah, there that that's really like not, not I hate hate to borrow the use of a cliche, but like, you know, if you poetry in motion, yeah, yeah, that that's what the champion chase winners are like. It's just yeah, as you said, lots and lots and lots of legends. In there, and who knows? You know, we certainly have one legend there already in Altior. No, no matter what happens, you know, mm. um, he'll always be remembered as a legend. You go back to other horses, like even though I was reading up there from myself, reading about Istabrak, 
back at the beginning of the millennium. And like mm. he lost to Champion Hurdle towards the end of his career or whatever. And um lost races. But you don't remember that. You remember all the ones he remember won. Remember the greatness, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am just looking at this though. The 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 champion chase is an amazing like I was I was just looking at the record here because I had I was actually right about the kind of when your time's up, your time's up. The amount of horses that have won two and Badsworth Boy in 1985 is the last to have won three. So since then, you've had Pearly Man won two. He was replaced by Barnbrook again, won two. Then you're looking a, few, a good few years later, um, Viking Flagship won two, was second to third year. You know, you always think these guys are going to go on and win it again, um, and they don't. So Moscow Flyer won two. There was a year in between um, with him. Obviously, he was... Uh, you know, finished that time. There's a lot of horses. Mastermind have won twice, didn't come back the third year. And um, Altior, obviously, being, you know, he didn't defend his title last year, um, but, you know, had won two. And, like, can he win the third one? It would be borderline unprecedented to win it in, like, the fourth year, I suppose. He's already won at Cheltenham four times, so he's never been beaten at the course. That's what yeah. we always, like, this, to go back to your earlier point, these, these things are so important. Yeah, and I mean, you, you have to remember there, just on your previous point, that about, um, you know, the, win the window for a thoroughbred in, yeah. in National Hundreds is actually quite short. So, like, mm. you start training a horse, you put them into the hurdles, you realise then that, you know, they could be a good chaser, you put them into chasing division, uh, they go to the Arkle. By the time they're going to the Arkle, you know, it could be six, seven, a lot of the runners in the Arkle this year are seven. So they'll be running in the champion chase when they're eight. Um, you know, by the time you're reaching nine, ten, you're getting the horses are getting old. You know, you've seen horses run eleven, twelve, like, but you haven't, like, especially for two miles, yeah, because it's yeah, a sprint. There's really. many horses that have won um, champion chases recently that are ten, eleven. You know, it's you don't you don't see you don't see forty year olds winning the marathon or hundred meters at Olympics. You know, and people people forget that. So, like, I think that will emphasize uh, just the superstar we have in our hands. Uh, with Altior, um, if he does come back, because he is 11. That is, yeah, well, he is a veteran. So you've talked about Shaq and Persois, who we think, like, again, we might know more on Tuesday if, 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 uh, if, if Willie Mullins has a big day on Tuesday, if uh, Energamin goes and romps home in the Arkle, that price could come in a lot for uh, Shaq and Persois, I would say. Um, so it might be one for an anti post bet if, if you do fancy him. But then you have Altior and Plitalog. They're the two the former winners. Noob Negri, you can see there at nine to one, beat Altior um, last time out as well, right? So they're all the English horses. Is there any other Irish challengers in here, or are they just letting Willie off with it with uh, with with a great horse that there's almost no point in, in going up against them? Uh, I mean, one horse I'd like to look off if he does go here again. Like we're talking about horses can be moved up, and there's been a lot of talk about this horse running to. The, going to the Ryanair, but a horse I like to look of is put the kettle on. It's a it's mayor by um, with Henry de Brownhead. Um, I think could be one to watch, especially mm. each way. Uh, mayors don't win the championships. That's the only thing they don't win the championships. Um, like they do, you know, let's say a champion hurler or whatever. But you know, put the kettle on. People forget won the Arkle last year, so like you know, cannot be ignored if it decides. If Henry Henry de Bromhead decides to go with the champion chase, um, you know, he may go for the Ryanair, but if he goes to the champion chase, I think, you know, I'd certainly put the kettle on, certainly worth a look, a glance mm. at. 
um, on the day. Uh, yeah, and I like the I look and obviously notebook as our <laughs> 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 bluffers, depending on how much the bluffers. I can't believe I've already forgotten notebook. I've 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 completely messed up the bluffers guys. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on, depending on how much you sell it down the virtual pub, you may have no choice but to stick to your guns and um, go at notebook. Yeah. But yeah, no, I do like put the kettle on, and that would be another great story. Like a mayor winning the champion chase, like that's you know that that'd be phenomenal. And, yeah. uh, you know, another thing is with Henry de Bromhead, and like Henry de Bromhead is known for his chasers. He just knows how to train those chasers. Uh, however, whatever he does down there in Waterford uh, with the fences or however, however he sets them up, um, no, Henry de Bromhead horses know how to take a jump, know mm-hmm. how to land. You know, they're fine scopy. When I mean scopy, like, the, you know, the way, the, you know, the, how the, how they take on a fence, um, you know, you, you know, you have to keep an eye anytime there's a chase on a, a chase of significance, and Henry de Bromhead mm. as a runner, you can't just brush over it. You know, yeah. it's worthy of consideration. Yeah, it's gone back to Captain Guinness in the article as well. There, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, okay, so call call it for the champion chase. Then give us a, a winner in each way. Uh, I like you. I like, you you fancy Altior, don't you? I know you're not going to pick him here, but there's something telling you that Altior could do it because you're after giving me 50 reasons why he can't, and yet you won't back against him. I'm I am an absolute sucker for the heartwarming <laughs> storylines. I'm a, I I try my best. It comes to the week. There's a horse here that's the obvious favourite. No flaws, nothing. And then you have, you know, you have this veteran coming, and it'd be a wonderful story. Like, I've really struggled to uh, go with the head over the heart at times, but you know, if if Inergamine goes well, um, really well in the arcade, obviously, and destroys the opposition, including Shishkin, um, you know, I'd be I'd be all for Shakun Persuas. Um, even still, I think I think just in the form Willie Mullins is in as well. He's yeah. just you can't ignore that he's in. He's in the form of his life, you know. Like he's, you know. I'm not. One, I'm not much. I'm not much. I'm not one for uh, any conspiracy th- theories. But geez, you know, if there's any new world order, it's William Mullins. He's just. He, he's just. He's. He's just winning all around him. He's probably a few years ago. He's um, you know, he lost the Giggins Town, the Giggins Town Runners, and they pulled mm. out. The, they pulled out of the stables. You know, it, Gordon Elliott came up. And really troubled him for the trainers' championship. And you'd be thinking, like, Willie's come to the end of the road now. He'll have a few more years, but there's new boys in the block. But he has come back stronger than ever. He, this is probably the great, the, the best season of his career. And um, what a time to kind of get that last monkey off his back in the champion chase. And um, yeah, no, you know, you can't, you can't oppose the highest rated horse in training. I think so. I'm going to stick with Shock and Persuade. And in each way? Uh, each way, put, put the no, kettle on. Put the kettle on, okay. That's if, a great... if, if put the kettle on does indeed go for the championships. Which... Yeah, again, yeah, that's the proviso that everything is at this stage, I suppose, is what we're looking at and what we, what we think might unfold in the race. But a lot can change, obviously, between now and Cheltenham. Angus, thanks a million. Uh, that was enlightening, I hope. Uh, certainly was for me. And uh, we'll have another couple of races that we'll look at next week. We might look over the hurdles maybe the champion hurdle and, and another race um, from throughout the week as we kind of get 
geared up for Cheltenham. Only four weeks away now. Um, you know, not too far away at all uh, from the festival. Um, and it's going to be fun. We'll have a show every week with you between now and then. And we look ahead to all the big races. So to get you to mark your card, get you ready and get lapsed fans like me caught up ahead of the festival in the company of our Shaman of Cheltenham. Angus O'Mackey and Angus, thanks a million. Uh, don't forget as well that Ladbrokes will have a free one euro bet for you in your um, in your Ladbrokes account this weekend. Uh, one euro bet will be dropping in everything. If you're having a look at any of the racing this weekend, might not be bad to uh, to get a start as we get in the build-up and the big racing time of the year at Cheltenham. Again, we'll be back with you next week with more from Angus. We look ahead to two more races in the Cheltenham Festival. And we'll be back with more build-up before then as we look ahead to Ireland and Italy in the Six Nations um with Stephen Ferris so we'll talk to you then